21st century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess any superhero need his theme music I'm one man to have all that power The clock's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tipping, I'm tipping off the What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. So, obviously, I'm a little bit late with this latest episode of the podcast, this being the Sixers' first game after Christmas against the Utah Jazz in Utah. I apologize for that. I got busy, was traveling, uh, but I'm I'm now going to be here, and um, you know we we have another game tonight against the Blazers. Um, and if you've lost track of time and schedule, a game that we'll be discussing tonight happened technically two nights ago because today is, uh, or no, really it happened three nights ago because today is Sunday, and so this game was on Thursday. So technically, this is going to be, well, it's been two nights, but it'll be three days since they last played. So this game being the first game after Christmas, they had Wednesday off after the disappointing uh, loss to the Celtics, and then they came to Utah, where I was not optimistic. I was was pretty worried about this game because Utah played us close last time in a very strong defensive team and their home crowd is a lot like the Sixers home crowd and it's very passionate very dedicated and they get behind the jazz and the Sixers are not a great road team uh early on it looked like it would be that kind of night to end the first quarter Jonah Bolden fouled Kyle Korver shooting a three he nailed the three got fouled and it was a four-point play to close out the close out a seven-point lead for the jazz going into the second quarter Sixers closed in very quickly they ultimately led by tw- um, by five at halftime, fifty-seven to fifty-two. They took command in the third quarter, um, going up by as many as twenty in the quarter. They ultimately finished the quarter up by sixteen, and then they held their own in the fourth quarter, winning that one by by one to close out a one fourteen to ninety-seven road win versus the Utah Jazz in Utah. They moved to 23 and 13 on the season, 7 and 10 away from Philadelphia, 17 and 19 for the Jazz. They dropped to 7 and 8 at home. Um, obviously, this game means a lot of things, especially because of the two of the individual matchups. Rookie of the Year winner, Ben Simmons versus uh, runner-up Donovan Mitchell. And obviously, it's a it's a it's a, a beef, if you will, between the two for that's that's been sort of going back and forth for couple of months now, although I think it's pretty obvious who the better player is, and it's not close at this point, given that that Donovan's really struggled a lot this year. Um, so, where is this game, where is this game one decided? Well, it really helped the Sixers a ton that J.J. Redick got, uh, had a second game in a row of really good, really efficient shooting. He was 8-for-12 on the game, 6-of-9 from 3, going on with 5 rebounds, no turnovers for 24 points in 32 minutes. He was tremendous. 
Joel Embiid, 23 minutes, sorry, 23 points in 33 minutes on 9 of 17 shooting from the field. He did take six threes, which is startling. Um, one could argue that maybe he, once the game was out of reach, he sort of checked out and was just sort of having fun and not really playing a game. You know, he was taking shots that you wouldn't take if you were not up by 20-something points. But for someone who says he doesn't like threes, he shot six, which is skeptical at, uh, at the very least. He had also had 15 rebounds, six assists with five blocks, so he... A very dominant game for Joel, as per usual. He came out, was not bothered by uh, Rudy Gobert's defense. He really owned Gobert, owned the entire Jazz team. I thought he just played a dominant game. He did have four turnovers, which is, again, not ideal, but at this point, I think we're just kind of live with that until, uh, hopefully until next season. Um, he had six fouls. He fouled out on a play in which he dove for the loose ball. He was either shoved, or dove, he was either shoved by someone else or dove for the loose ball, collided with Ricky Rubio, who uh, hurt his shin. Joel's called for the foul. Obviously, that was it. Um, and, you know, we'll see what the repercussions of that in terms of health for both players is. I know that Joel is questionable for tonight's game versus Portland with left knee soreness. So we'll look out for that, obviously. Knock on wood, pray to God, nothing's wrong with Joel. Um, and I just, you know, woke up with a sore left knee, decided to skip practice. You know, he's questionable, whatever. Um, but he was he was fantastic tonight. He kept the Sixers in it offensively for the first half, and then the second half he really dominated and on both ends of the floor in terms of in terms of uh, getting blocks, um, get, not giving the Jazz any really rebound opportunities, and um, you know, do, doing his usual dominant dominating. Uh, things on the court in terms of scoring and blocks and rebounds and what have you. Wilson Chandler, 19 minutes. He shot one of six for two points, two rebounds, two assists. Nothing out of him. As the you know, some games you get 10 from Wilson, or you get like a clutch game where he had against the Celtics where he was making timely baskets. Other games you get stingers like this, two points in 19 minutes. Obviously, you need more out of out of him if he's going to be your starting power forward moving forward. Ben Simmons had a triple-double. He shot 6 of 13 from the field for 13 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, 3 steals, 7 turnovers. Um, I forget who the matchup was with Ben. Obviously, it was, I think a lot of them were full-court turnovers where he was trying to thread the needle or spark breaks, and he sort of it was just bad turnovers. A lot of it was sort of little moments attacking the cup in transition where it was just a bad pass that was stolen. But, um, you know, seven turnovers is unacceptable. Got to bring that down. But it was a 17-point win, and he had a triple-double. So, I mean, you know, it's not great. Seven turnovers, and in a close game or even in a loss, you, you think, what the fuck? But, it's it, you know, it, it, there's nothing to say about it, really. You know, he they won the game by 17, he had a triple-double. So, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's one negative on an otherwise really good night for, um, for Ben. Jimmy was great uh, for the second sec- consecutive game. Had a tough uh, start to this one. 7 of 13 from the field overall. 1 of 2 from 3. 4 of 4 from the free throw line. He had 19 points in 36 minutes. 1 rebound, 1 assist, 3 steals. He was all over the ball um, 
on defense. Obviously, getting no steals, but he also I thought kept Donovan Mitchell capped for the for the uh, con- for the competitive parts of this game. Um, Donovan was not was not efficient as per usual, and I thought a lot of that had to do with Jimmy Butler's defense on him and the hedge that they went with. They went, uh, at first they were going under the screen, then once they fell behind, I think they sort of went into a hedge kind of th- kind of um, ordeal. And once they took control again and they got themselves in a good spot, they went back to going under the screen, um, but. I thought that he did a great job of holding Donovan to to a to a uh, a quiet night until the fourth when Donovan started to make shots, but again the game was out of reach and what matters is that he's not making shots and the game's in reach to keep the Jazz alive and then give them some momentum. There was a, a pretty uh, sturdy helping of minutes for everybody on the bench. Um, TJ led the way, twenty three minutes for him. He had ten points on five of seven shooting. With seven assists, one turnover. It's a great game for TJ. Obviously, as I said, when you have a for your backup point guard, you look for as as few turnovers as possible and as many assists as possible, especially on this team. Because if he's getting seven assists, that means that someone else is scoring. And with this bench unit, you need all the scoring you can get. And so, hats off to him. Great game. I wonder if Brett asked him to shoot the ball more after the Celtics game and said, "Listen." We can't have any halves where we don't score a fucking point. Um, so, you know, I need you to shoot and get your spots and shoot because I trust you. And because TJ came out and he was gun blazing, really, once he got over the screen, was able to sort of stagger himself and sort of probe, probe the paint and then um, and then sort of rise up for that little uh, free throw line jumper that he likes. So I wonder if that was what Brett Brown, you know, I wonder if Brett Brown's had anything to him at all. Mescala, uh, 8 points, 21 minutes on 2 of 5 from the 3-point line. 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no blocks. Tough game for Mike in terms of matchup because he's not built and his game doesn't doesn't suit having to guard a guy like Gobert or having to body up with a guy like um, Derek Favors. And so this kind of game, he's not going not gonna to be in the paint. He's going to be around the 3-point line getting up, his, getting up those shots. Obviously, he's not been shooting the ball great this year, and so you know two of five is you know, you'll, you'll take it. Uh, but he really had no he had no incentive to be around the rim on either side of the ball because they were just you know he would get eaten by Gobert and Derek Favors. So you know you'll take what he gave you what he gave you in this game, and ultimately it doesn't matter because they won by seventeen. Behind um, Mike was. Frikan Korkmaz, who played 16 minutes, he buried a three to put the Sixers up 20 for the first time, and that was when you felt the, the game really get out of reach of Utah, and you started thinking that this is a great win for the Sixers because they come out of a tough game in Boston, not demoralized, come out they they come that they're down early, and they they you know they they blew out a team a, a pretty decent team on their home court in front of the in front of a very a very hostile environment in Utah, so. Furkan had four points on on the night. His bucket was big, obviously. Um, in terms of really putting the nail in the coffin for the Jazz. Uh, other than that, he did nothing really. Landry Shamit, thirteen minutes, seven points. He made one three. Um, you know, just sort of a whatever kind of game. He's he's not getting a ton of minutes because. Um, you know, they're, they're delegating a lot of those to 
TJ and a Korkmaz, and to Jimmy, obviously, and JJ. And so Landry's going to get whatever he can get, and you just hope that he produces. And he did. He made, you know, he had seven points, and that matters. It wasn't seven points in garbage time. He made, you know, he, he had seven points when the game was still in the balance. Um, Jonah Bolden played 13 minutes. He looked awful because of just, you know, he's not fit for that kind of game. This is his rookie year. You're throwing him in a game with one of the best defensive players in the NBA, uh, a much bigger body in, in, in Rudy Gobert and in Derek Favors. And they move quickly. They shoot the ball. And um, it, it doesn't bode well for Jonah. He had four fouls in those 13 minutes. Four points, one rebound, one block. His one block was pretty emphatic. And it, it was a, it was at a, at a nice time in the third quarter when they were pouncing. And so, you know, it's... it's you, you just really... You have, to, you have to take the line with the understanding that Jonah Bolden's not ready to play significant minutes in a meaningful NBA game because of the fact that he just so he just sort of spastic and he's you know he, he he doesn't really know his spot on defense doesn't really know where to move to the rotations and he's very sort of raw on how he plays defense he closed out quiver terribly on a three-point shot quiver makes it he gets fouled um he commits fourth a thousand 13, 13 minutes and so you know you, you'll go to him if you have to when you when you're when you're thin but He's not the option, obviously, you want to go to. Obviously, Brent Brown doesn't trust him that much, or else he'd be using him more, because I do think that there is some potential there. Um, and then it was really garbage time uh, for a couple of guys. Amir Johnson played two minutes, did nothing. Demetrius Jackson played two minutes, did nothing as well. So the bench tonight gets you... Um, 33 points, which is, I think, right on the dot for what their average is for scoring. For some reason, I feel like it was more bench points tonight than usual, probably because they only scored 13 in the in, in the Celtics game, and that was just, like, the worst thing ever. So, you know, it's not a great game for the bench, but, you, you know, you win by 17, you'll, you'll take whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um... Or, you know, it, obviously it matters, but it wasn't. The, it probably was not going to be the end all be all for, um, for for this game. Looking at the Jazz, so Gobert was pretty damn good. Seventeen points, fifteen rebounds. Actually, had no blocks. He had five assists, two steals. Um, Mitchell, ten of twenty from the field, three of ten from three, twenty three points. Not a terribly inefficient night, but he didn't rise to the occasion. Dante Exum was great for them, 20 points in 21 minutes off the bench, 3 of 5 from 3. Um, I think, you know, really Ingles didn't shoot the ball very well. Rubio was awful, 1 of 10 from the floor. Um, and their bench, outside of Rubio, outside of Exum, they shot, um, or they scored... Um, 19 points. That's for that's that's for 39 points overall, um, and so the bench just didn't do enough. Crowder did nothing really. Cephalosha did nothing. O'Neal did zero. Um, Corver had 11, and Exum had 20. But outside of Exum and Corver, 
your bench put you got, got you eight points to the Sixers thirty three or whatever it was. Obviously, you, don't, you obviously get to include Exum and Korver, but the Sixers bench stayed within a reasonable distance of of the Jazz, and that allowed the starters to really to really slaughter. So where was this game uh, one? Well, the Jazz were only plus three in turnovers, so that or sorry, the Sixers were only plus three in turnovers, which although was really really good, um, that's not going to be this. That's not, that's not going to be the deciding factor. Although, like I said in other episodes, they can keep that turnover number to around thirteen. They're going to have a, a damn good shot in any game, and it held true tonight, or it held true against the Jazz a couple games ago, a couple a couple nights ago. The starters accounted for 12 of those 13 turnovers. So that's not what, that's not encouraging by any stretch, but it is what it is. The blocks, Sixers had seven blocks. The Jazz won. So they obviously they, they stifled them defensively thanks to Embiid. Um, but you know, block shots while they count as missed shots for the team. So you know, while you're effectively forcing six missed shots more than the Jazz did. Um, you can't really conclude what that what those are leading to, and if you know, if you understand what I'm saying. In other words, just because you blocked the shot doesn't mean that you came down and scored, or that they didn't get the offensive rebound and score. Seven block shots is kind of hard to conclude anything. Um, the steals, uh, the Sixers had seven, the Jazz had eleven, so that's not going to do it. Thirty-one assists to the, for the Sixers to nineteen for the Jazz. <clears throat> 47 rebounds to 44. The Sixers had six more defensive rebounds, but the Jazz had three more offensive rebounds. Uh, the Sixers shot 15 of 18 from the free throw line for 83%, while the Jazz shot 20 of 27 to 74%. The Sixers was, were 13 of 35 from three for 37%. Jazz 11 of 35 from three for 31%. Overall, the Jazz shot 38% from the floor. <clears throat> while the Sixers shot 43 of 86 for 50%. So I think the story of this game is the Sixers were able to create better looks for themselves than the Jazz did for them. A lot of that's because the Jazz offense runs through entirely through Donovan Mitchell, and as a result... Um, it's a lot of isolation ball. They also sort of have to they, they have to use their size to their advantage because they do have a size advantage against most teams, and so a lot of it's gonna be lobs at the rim or sort of um, you know looks at the rim for easy dunks for Gobert. Jazz only had 19 assists, and Rubio only had four of them. Mitchell had three. Ingles had three. Gobert had three. Or Gobert had five, sorry. So the Jazz didn't pass the ball enough. And it's because they run a very isolation y kind of game with Rubio trying to, you know, when he's facilitating the offense, he's just trying to find a new open man. He's running on the court trying to find somebody. When it's Mitchell, he's isolation trying to score around the pick and roll. And the Jazz simply just didn't make shots. They shot 38% from the field, 33 of 86. Um, and, you know, that hurts you in the assist column, and the Sixers come to, and then part of that is that that's a credit to the Sixers' defense. The Sixers did not, you know, they made their lives hell trying to get off a good look, and it made it hard for them to make shots. Sixers are going to come down the floor, twelve more assists. They're getting 
those extra looks. They're getting great looks at great shots. And they're responding to the Jazz's misses with a mix of their own. And as a result, they're pushing the game farther and farther out of reach. And using defense and using sound of ball movement, thanks to, thanks to Embiid's six assists, thanks to Connell's seven assists, thanks to Ben's six, 12 assists, they're able to push the rock and make the extra pass, pull the Jazz out of position, and get the best look at, at a shot. And as a result, they made... Um, 10 more shots than the Jazz did overall, two more threes, and um, that was the difference in the game. <clears throat> I think that's I think that's pretty simple. Um, so Sixers win it 114-97. They sweep this, the season series with, with Utah Jazz. They moved to 23-13 on the season after an impressive comeback, uh, their impressive re- uh, rebound victory after their Christmas Day loss. They, moved, they improved to 7-10 away from their home arena, Jazz dropped 17 and 19 and 7 and 8 at home. The Sixers will be in Portland tonight against the Trail Blazers. The Blazers lost to the Golden State Warriors tonight by a score of 115 to 105. So back under the back to back, you're hoping for the but you're hoping that they can uh, that they can take advantage of it. I think they would. If Embiid plays, although as I said earlier, he's questionable with left knee soreness, so we'll see what happens there. It'll be a lot more difficult without Embiid, um, but you got to hope that maybe the, the Trailblazers are on the back end of the back-to-back. Um, tough game, tough fought game. You know they only lost by ten, so you know, Lillard and CJ probably played a lot of minutes. In fact, CJ had forty, so he did play a lot of minutes. And sorry, Lillard had forty, so he did play a lot of minutes. Jack, uh, the Blazers are a really good home team, uh, but you know they're only twenty and fifteen overall. Their bench outs- and their really their their whole rotation outside of Lillard and McCollum is is very inconsistent. The Sixers are actually a point and a half favorite, um, so you know we'll see what happens. It'll be great to get another win on the road to improve twenty four and thirteen, but we'll see. Um, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgun tool that makes a perfect hole in under a second. It is also a tab puller, a vent puncher, and all fits on the keychain. For more information on the King Cobra, check out check 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 them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra is with a K. Um, for ten percent discount on all products, enter the code press the Cobra ten all caps all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Sixers beat the Jazz on the 27th of December, 114-97. Improved to 23-13 on the season and 7-10 and over on the road. Um, they'll play the Trailblazers tonight, who are 20-15 and 13-5 and at home. Uh, sorry, 13-6 at home now. And um, are in the back end of the back to back. Sixers are a one and a half point favorite, and we will be here with post game coverage after the final buzzer. But thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you after tonight's game.